Hey guys, exciting news. The PassiveHang.com is live. On the website, we'll be featuring all these conversations, videos, informational guides, and links to further resources so that you can get entrenched deeper into this movement world and further your practice. Check it out now, thepassivehang.com. Uh, welcome back, guys, to another episode of The Passive Hang. I've got a really special guest this week. Uh, this is actually for episode 20, so lucky number 20. Uh, Mr. Vic Hawksley, who runs Anatomy Emotion in Sydney. Um, and yeah, this is a really special one as well because I've met Vic personally a couple of times. Uh, you know, we were in a program together last year. And then also I got the pleasure of going up to his facility last year as well to attend one of his workshops. And I was really, um, I was really blown away by the energy uh, that I felt when I was in the uh the studio so yeah from that moment on i was really like started to pay attention and go like oh you know what is this guy doing over 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 there um and you know it's been a pleasure to to keep in touch as well so i'm really happy to to have you on vic so yeah just making a warm welcome yeah thank you so much special 20 i love it big congrats to you thank you for having <laughs> me on awesome well uh, yeah the way I like to kick things off, I guess, is just hand the plate over to you just to give a bit of an introduction as to, yeah, who you are and um, what's brought you sort of to this point. Just keep it general for now. Yeah, cool. I guess kind of uh, I'm a coach, trainer, whatever you want to call it. I just help people move better and better prepare their bodies to do whatever they want, whenever they want to do it. And I do that for people from all walks of life. That's a short and sweet of I guess. And um, I own a business called Anatomy Motion, aka AIM, here in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. Um, and I've had the business for just over two years now. And uh, you're in the studio today, speaking from my studio, a brand new 2.0 studio. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man, kind of um, that's basically who I am <laughs> and where I am. <laughs> Um, I guess kind of a, a backstory, you know, kind of uh, uh, of how AIM, so as I said, AIM's been around for about two years and um, it was a brainchild uh, that happened over the course of, I guess, nearly seven, seven and a half years. So I've been a coach since uh, I think late 2009, early 2010, I can't remember now correctly, but nearly 10 years or just over 10 years, I think. And um yeah, I was kind of very, very lucky when I came out, you know, kind of after studying PT as you do, all that kind of stuff, like to start working for a private studio. And, um, you know, when I, I think I was 21, 20 or 21. And um, basically, long story short, you know, as you, as you do when you're young, you think like, you know, you've been armed with all this knowledge, you know, I know how to build muscle, you know, <laughs> I know, or I think I know how to, you know, kind of burn fat, you know, kind of, and I think I know what protein and carbs and fat mean. And, and what ratio we need to have them in, you know, kind of, uh, and I'm a massive fan of bench pressing and rowing, <laughs> you know, um, basically, yeah, so kind of, uh, you know, getting, uh, or just being qualified, I guess, kind of, uh, I was lucky enough to kind of uh, find a job at this uh, 
private studio in London. And uh, on my second day, pretty much, I was pretty blown away. I was like, fuck, I actually don't know anything. You know, kind of the clientele that, you know, the studio had uh, was probably like, you know, 40, 40 plus. So they were like, you know, like older demographic than what I'd, you know, this young 20, 21 year old was expecting. You know, I was like, I'm going to train bros, you know, who are going to be like, you know, talking about how to add muscle. I know my fucking rep range, you know, my sets, all this kind of stuff. But then I was met with like knee problems, you know, shoulder problems and couldn't bend this way and couldn't quite get into the position that I want them to, you know, get into that I'd learned from a, a book, you know, and it looked like a certain, you know, perfect <laughs> angles and all this kind of stuff. Right. So, um, yeah, it was kind of like, I remember, you know, being qualified and I was like blown away. And then, you know, second day of this, you know, my, my livelihood, I guess I was again blown away because I was like, fuck, I actually don't know anything. I don't actually know how to help these people. And, um, I guess kind of pretty much, you know, that, that second day was basically uh, what led me to A, you know, which was basically at that point I made a decision. I was like, cool, you know, I'm going to learn as much as possible, um, you know, trying to make myself aware of things that I'm not aware of. You know, we don't know everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess I was super lucky to kind of, you know, meet some amazing individuals in that early, uh, you know, kind of early years of uh, coaching um, because, what that allowed me to do was like, you know, go down these rabbit holes, you know, so kind of, for instance, you know, if somebody has certain injuries or whatever kind of thing, um, I went to go study from somebody about it, you know, like, so, you know, like studying to be a mule therapist, you know, kind of going and turning with osteopaths in Oxford University and, you know, dissecting human bodies and um, yeah, like, and then, you know, learning from best coaches, you know, kind of, uh, you know, joining academies and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, every year I had like a learning project. That's what I like to call it. So every year, like I would kind of, you know, kind of take, it wasn't like a, just like a, a day course or a weekend course kind of thing. It was like the best way that I found that I learned was just immersing myself into it. Like we all learn best by doing, and I just had to find somebody or something um, that I could relate to and I could do the work and, and feel the work, you know, and then I could make it my own and I can take it back and then kind of, you know, decipher it and then go like, okay, cool. This is how this fits for you. You know, so that kind of, the early kind of four to six years was all about that basically, you know, kind of, um, so that was all in London. Right. So basically kind of, you know, I was building up this, I guess, uh, I guess kind of experiential learning. That's the best way I can describe it. You know, kind of, I was just, yeah, like, you know, at this point I didn't even know what movement was. Right. All I knew was like kind of rehab type of stuff, therapy stuff. Uh, and then, you know, like a lot of strength and conditioning, you know, mm -hmm. so like Olympic weightlifting. And I think I just found jujitsu at this point as well. So like a little bit of martial arts. Um, so like I was just encompassing all these different type of stuff, you know, kind of, I was uh, even running, you know, you wouldn't believe it, but um, like I did like an ultra marathon, 111 K run, you know, and, and I spent like eight months prior to that training, you know, kind of, and I remember like logging just over like 800 kilometers or something like that, you know, and um, basically hanging up my trainers after I finished because I'd broken my feet for the next three months. <laughs> and that was my retirement from my running days, this you know, kind of running career. Really. Um, so yeah, like I've just dabbled in so many different elements, essentially, you know, kind of um, purely because I just found that's the best way that I learn. Um, and everywhere that I went, the thing was that, you know, let's say strength and conditioning, you know, kind of it'd be like, cool, like let's take, you know, strength and conditioning, like, the big three, right? Bench, squat, deads, you know, like you'd go learn from the best and, you know, they'd teach in, you know, I'd be amazed and I'd be like, that totally makes sense. And then I'd come back and I'd be like, cool, like grandma Dory does not fit that bill. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't apply to her for some weird reason. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I'd go to uh, learn from, 
you know, therapists, clinicians and all this kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, again, I'd be blown away. I'm like, fuck, I don't know anything. Like they're using these big words and like, oh, kind of like, yeah, I can fashion this and like that chain and that, that, what, okay, that line and that pull and you know, those vectors, all this kind of stuff. And I'd be like, that's cool. And then I'd be like, oh, that doesn't fit Big John for some reason, you know, kind of like, so basically what I started to do was, or started to understand uh, in my own way, I guess, or limited way was, you know, like everything had something to offer you know, kind of, but it wasn't end of all kind of for everything. So mm. it just became uh, that cool. Like how can I take best of this and apply it to the situation or the context, you know, kind of that I need to, for the intent of that person in front of me. Um, and that's how I started to kind of experiment with a few little things. And as I said, you know, I, I do believe I was really blessed in that I had so many bodies to work with and I had such a diverse, um, um, you know, kind of individuals to work with, you know, my youngest client was nine years old and my oldest client was I think 88 with Parkinson's right and I had everything in between you know like training people to climb Mount Everest uh, you know mother of four you know kind of like like just huge variety and um, you know first kind of six seven years yeah for first six years um, it just basically kind of you know uh, laid the foundation for me to be able to um, learn first and foremost you know and then communicate you know kind of uh and also, I guess, kind of the, the courage to ask questions and, and go experience things for myself, you know, kind of and be comfortable with not knowing things. Because um, I think, you know, for the first like couple of years, you know, like really, as I said, like, you know, I don't know what I don't know. Um, you know, and when you learn something for the first time, you, you just tie yourself so much to that, right? It's like, you need to, like, you definitely fit into this hole. I just haven't figured out how, but like, <laughs> give me some time. You know what I mean? And then it was the, as the years went by, I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, I get it. Like, nah, nah, that square does not fit in that circle. Okay, cool. I need to, yeah, I need to go over here with this person over here, you know? And then it was like, oh, it was a square there, but they turned into a circle now. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, so that's the kind of like the journey, essentially. That's the learning um, uh, that happened in the first six years. And basically kind of, you know, everywhere that I looked around, um, as far as like facilities go, as far as businesses go, um, even the people that I looked up to, um, you know, they all have their own niche, right? They they kind of, you know, they do certain things. And um, having been exposed and experience, like, you know, trying to get experience, as much experience as possible in these diverse, you know, kind of fields, um, uh, you know, and trying to make things on my own, right? So kind of picking things from everything. Um, it was almost like, you know, when you're surrounded by people who don't think like that, I was like, oh God, okay. And, you know, kind of, and, and, you know, that meant great for business because people who were working with me were like, oh my God, what is this guy doing freaky stuff? But it seems to work, right? Mm. Um, and I was still figuring things out. And that's probably kind of, you know, where, when um, uh, like the word movement started to float around a little bit, you know, kind of in, um, and I think that's when I came across and someone goes, hey, have you seen Nita Patel? You know, kind of, and I was like, no, who is this guy? You know, kind of, and, you know, decided to kind of watch some YouTube clips and stuff. I was like, oh, that's, that guy's a badass. Like, I want to be able to do that shit, you know? Like, because at this point, you know, I was throwing weights around, human beings around, and, you know, kind of thought I was fit and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, but I don't, I don't have total control of my body, you know, kind of. And um, I guess kind of that's when, you know, started to my, my eyes or my world opened up to this whole movement thing, you know, kind of, and it started to make sense to me because at the time, my understanding was, you know, kind of... Uh, you know, moving in such a, a big world, right? It's such a bastardized word too, because it just encompasses everything. It means whatever you want it to be, you know, kind of. And, and to me, it was like, hey, how well can you control yourself? You know, how, 
you know, how aware of, of, you know, of yourself are you? How well can you control yourself? And then how well can you express yourself, right? Those were the three things, you know, awareness, you know, kind of the control, then, then expression. Um, and, you know, that kind of sat well with the other principles that I was working with in Strength Realm, which was like, you know, pattern, stability, then strength, you know, kind of like, you know, pattern is like, you know, are you aware? How do you do things? You know, kind of figuring shit out, coordination. And then mm-hmm. stability was like, hey, can you, can you handle that a little bit? You know, can you, can you challenge that a little bit? And then, you know, strength was piss easy, right? Because it was like, if you have the pattern and stability, then fuck, do a bit more of it, <laughs> do harder <laughs> of it, add more, you know, kind of that sort of thing. Um, so basically kind of like, you know, um, having worked one-on-one for six years, um, six, seven years now by this point, you know, kind of we moved to Australia. And uh, as I came to Australia, I was still kind of working one-on-one. But I had this, this vision or, where I was like, working one-on-one is amazing. You know, it's super, you know, empowering because, um, you know, I got one-on-one help <laughs> when I started out, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fast learner, you know, kind of... Um, and I, and I learn, I really truly do think I learn a little bit differently, you know, kind of I, you know, as much as I like to think about things a lot, I also need to experience things. Do you know what I mean? But I also need the space to go away on my own to experience things, then come back, experience it with other mm. people. And, and you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so to me, I was like, uh, cool, what's the, you know, how can I create an environment where I can help individuals, but then also give them the freedom still kind of like, you know, kind of give them the freedom and an environment where they can come and like, play a little bit right Mm. and that's how you know kind of uh the word play started to kind of get thrown around in my vocabulary you know kind of uh like four or five years ago and um uh so that's why you know kind of the three things we you know have our aim we call like you know learn play grow you know kind of Mm. uh it's like you know can you learn can you play with it and you know the growth that comes out of it you know what i mean and that just kind of translates to everything in life too you know um so yeah, kind of when I got to Australia, you know, I still had, like, I was lucky. I got a couple of referrals. I had one-on-ones and um, I was really lucky to kind of, uh, uh, someone offered me a job to kind of take like a, a boot camp, right? It's a group training. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, I kind of, uh, uh, I've never kind of really taken, you know, big groups. I think, I think this group was like in anywhere between like four to 15 people, right? Kind of, and um and, you know, he asked me to shadow him for the first couple of uh, days, the first couple of sessions. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Really excited. I was like, this is going to be something awesome. And I was like, group training. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> right. I was just blown away by it because, you know, I'd never done like group training like that. And um, yeah, I was kind of truly blown away. And, um, you know, when he said like, hey, you know, I'm going away, you know, do you mind kind of, you know, taking over for X amount of time. And I was like, that's cool, but can I do things my way? <laughs> you know, kind of, uh, and I was like, yeah, you know, that's cool. And so I, I was lucky enough to be given the freedom and, um, you know, boot camps happen super early in the morning or like, you know, late in the evening when they've been sat down all day. And I was like, there's no reason to fucking run around fucking aimlessly and then fucking throw weights around half-heartedly, you know? So I started to kind of like, come with this terminology, just like general mobility. It was like, cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to spend like, you know, five to eight minutes just kind of doing this. And this is going to be like a way to assess your body a little bit, you know, so giving them the tools, you know, over the course of the, the, the days, weeks and months. Um, and then kind of, you know, they were like, actually, I'm moving a lot better. Like, you know, and it would give them little details or whatever, you know, kind of um, for that day. Um, and then kind of just that, you know, that's where I kind of, I got to also enjoy, I guess, and, you know, learn and enjoy the, the group communication bit 
you know, kind of, because in one-on-one, it's very, very, it's a relationship, you know, it's like very, very personal, right? And you kind of, you know, you have these soft skills that, you know, kind of that enable you to, I guess, you know, go, you know, if Jack is like, you know, like a bro and like, you know, you would communicate in a bro, you know, language, whatever, right? But if, you know, if Julie's delicate, then, you know, you become a little bit delicate, right? You know, kind of versus, so, but in a group, you know, you got like, everything in the bag you know so kind of like there's the fun elements you know um but there's also like um i guess when i say like teachers you know kind of this uh information can get lost very easily right you know kind of when in, in the, when there's so many things happening uh if something's you know not being heard or not being instilled very well then it just kind of it, it disappears very quickly right it disperses very quickly um so that's when i was like okay cool like you know when i'm speaking i want total attention you know for a reason you know like there's you know time to have fun joke around all this kind of stuff um but there's also time to be like serious listen and then kind of you know double down on the work and then the quality of the work was a big thing you know kind of and how do we get people across that um so like all these little nuances kind of again you know kind of in so um yeah, kind of pretty early on, I was like, okay, cool. I can see this, you know, kind of like the, the need for the group stuff. The group dynamics is super fun, you know, kind of in, in, in it's, it's just, it's better for the individual um, to buy into, you know, it's good peer-to-peer kind of thing it's, it's good to be in a group right you know kind of we can bounce ideas off we can bounce energy off and you know that any you know everything um but then there's also there needs to be a room for me to be able to kind of develop as an individual as well right and i guess kind of that's what led me down to kind of like this idea you know i was like cool like let's start aim you know aim is going to be something different um you know, it's going to encompass both like the personal and the, and the group stuff, you know, kind of, and, you know, the word tribe is a super powerful word for me because, you know, kind of, I want to be able to take this and put them collectively, you know, so they're kind of still working towards, you know, their personal intentions by doing it in a manner that, that complements each other. Do you know what I mean? Versus like bringing people together and just kind of going like, cool, like this is, our way, like you just fit into it, go, you know what I mean? Um, so I wanted to give it more, you know, kind of substance, more purpose, more intent. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how AIM was born. And that's what we've been working for the last, you know, two years to make something special. That was uh, quite the introduction. I, uh, I loved it. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I, did I go like too much? <laughs> too much? <laughs> no, it, it was really good. And, you know, you touched on so many um, things that I think were interesting, you know, even this concept of back in your, um, uh, that you were saying how you have these learning projects, you know, year to year. And I, um, I hear this terminology sometimes with some other people as, as well, like this, this concept of project work. And I think that's quite interesting. I like that frame because it kind of flips into this perspective of like, you're always learning as well, but you know, from, from the start, like, I guess, were you always like, um, did you develop this curiosity as well to keep on asking questions and to reach out and to expand your, uh, your knowledge base, like consistently? Cause you know, some people, they reach a level that they're comfortable with, or like you said, they, they find a framework, which they're like, Oh, this has worked for me. This has worked for some of my clients. This is the way, right. You know, squat, deadlift, bench, whatever. Like if you, like you should be able to fit into this, like, I guess, um, maybe explain a little bit more about, yeah, how you've, um, your experience through that and how you've approached that. I guess kind of it comes down to just the um, 
you know, at the start, as I said to you, kind of, you know, I was exposed. I was given so many different individuals who had so many different needs and wants, you know, kind of. So it was almost kind of out of, out of necessity that I, you know, I had a responsibility, you know, like mm-hmm. if I'm going to help somebody, um, you know, rehab an ACL, you know, kind of injury, like it's like, cool, I, I need to know a little bit more than you know, knee being a hip joint, <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of like, oh, that's a modified condyle joint, you know, like, but it's like, well, how do I communicate and whatnot? That, that's what led me down to the therapy world. And because of that, you know, I got exposed to a little bit more so I could then bring those elements to other people, you know what I mean? Um, when uh, uh, I had to, to kind of go climb Mount Everest, right? That was a completely different style of training, whatever, you know, but then I had to do the research. I had to experiment on myself with a few things. Um, so, I guess in short, like when you create these necessities, right? That's that's a really important thing um, because that raises the agency in us, you know, kind of doing something, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so these projects essentially, um, although kind of proactively, you kind of choose a project to work on, and it's a work in progress, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, you don't just kind of just randomly pick something. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you know, there are, there are ideas or there are things that you know you wanna. Uh, explore or you know, are curious about, you know, kind of, and, and for me, very start, you know, at, at the start of this uh, journey uh, was, okay, cool, how can I help people better? Do you know what I mean? Kind of, and I, I went down the rehab route uh, uh, first because that was the route, you know, that was the path that was in front of me, you know what I mean? Because I had, you know, kind of like 10 clients, you know, kind of who were pretty much broken. Do you know what I mean? Like, so they didn't need to be jacked and strong. Do you know what I mean? Kind of, but mm. then, you know, as I started to, you know, kind of work with these people and they started, these people started to kind of, you know, um, function better and, and move better. And like the, the next journey for them was to kind of, okay, well, how do I express myself? You know, it was like, cool. Well, I need to go explore that in now in, in a, in a different way, you know? Um, so this kind of, learning projects every year this you know it started the first two years because it was like a yearly project you know kind of it was like a uh, a year's commitment that i had to make you know to go study you mm-hmm. know so i'd go away like uh, i think over eight months like you know i was basically like you know every second week for eight months i was in oxford university you know kind of like interning and and, and learning from an osteopath there um and um you know, that was the eight month commitment, right? So I was like, I was committed. I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm committed to this shit. Like, and you know, I'd be learning and my mind would be blown away. Like every week, you know, oh, every week and then I'd come back from what just happened. You know, it was like, I was neurologically drained like from all these fancy words and big things that I couldn't quite comprehend. And I still don't comprehend to this day, you know, like, um, but I was like, okay, that made sense then. And like, you know, how does that apply to this situation, this context kind of thing? Um, so yeah, I guess kind of, in, in, in short, you know, kind of initially that the learning um, curiosity kind of, you know, kind of happened because of necessity, you know, because of the people in front of me. And then, you know, kind of like the four to six year mark, oh, like that was interesting, you know, like, but what's the opposing, you know, what's the, spe- what's the other spectrum, you know, kind of, and, you know, so let's say for example, you know, kind of strength and conditioning, you know, kind of, and there are so many schools of thought, so many different methods and so on, right? Cool. But then that's just strength in one spectrum, you know, mm. like flexibility, right? You know, mobility, whatever you want to call it, right? Whatever terminology you want to use, that's like on the other side, right? Because everybody's like, well, you either, you're the strong, you know, like you, you can't be strong and bendy, you know, like, <laughs> or like, you know, you're bendy but you can't be strong, you know, kind of. So, you know, that was like, okay, well, well what, what is the secret here? You know, kind of like, so that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, kind of led me down that rabbit hole. Um, 
you know, movement itself, you know, kind of um, having worked with a lot of external objects, you know, kind of uh, to be able to use and express yourself through your own body. That was a huge revelation, you know, kind of like gymnastics, calisthenics, all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, when I came across that probably like six years ago, you know, kind of, um, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm so fucking weak. And like, we don't need anything. And that's when, you know, kind of, I, I kind of had this realization about the awareness piece, you know, kind of like for the first four years, you know, from a rehab perspective, everybody seems like, uh, you're, you're, you're weak here. Let's get you strong. <laughs> right. That was the, that was the mindset, you know, it was like, you're unstable. Let's get you stable you know, kind of, and, and that was the headspace, you know, kind of, and, and that's when I was just like, you know, bashing against the wall because a lot of people that I was working with, they were just not even aware, you know, mm. kind of of their own body in space. Do you know what I mean? So like, mm. you know, I'd be finding, you know, ways to communicate and, you know, kind of create environments, you know, kind of, uh, and to kind of be more aware of the body, you know, I think that's why the, the vocabulary, the, the communication, like the verbal or the touch and stuff started to develop a little bit for me, right? But the, um, I don't know where I was going with this now. I've totally forgot. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh yeah, that was it. So kind of body weights, you know, kind of um, the, the, awareness, uh, the awareness piece. That's, that's when I realized I was like, okay, cool. I think the first stage in anything that we do, we just need to create more awareness in the body. You know, and that's where that kind of the coordination and the, um, the realization came into play. It was like, that's, that's, the, that's the foundation first. And then we can start to kind of like work down this like stability or this kind of like a, a control kind of pathway, you know. And then if we have that down, if we have the awareness and the control kind of thing, then, you know, the strength is, is fairly easy. Hmm. you know kind of uh that's when i had that realization so you know ever since then kind of like i've been going down the rabbit hole of like cool like other body weight movements and you know that sort of thing like um last couple of years has been uh, more around breathing you know kind of and it sounds funny but you know breath we can use it to create tension and that's a big piece that we get taught first right it's like breathe and brace you know like if you're going to lift weights like you gotta you know tension it's amazing but we can also use breath to completely downregulate, you know, relax the body, right? So we can use breath as a tool to create tension or relaxation. Mm. And, you know, kind of, well, how do I teach somebody to do both, right? And like, how do I teach somebody to do, how do I educate somebody um, to be aware of what to use when, right? Because there are certain instances where you need both of them. You know, it's like, you know, you, <laughs> a great example is like, I don't know, I can't remember what we were doing recently. Um, but it was like, you know, I, I often say this when I'm you know, in a class or when I teach somebody, like, it sounds really contradicting, but I want you to tense, but I want you to relax at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, now squeeze, but breathe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> um, you know, kind of so from a, a like learning project wise, again, coming back to that, you know, kind of project to me is always like work in progress, mm. you know. So like, you know, because we're talking about breath, it's that is, that's an example. Like, you know, I, I've only scratched the surface, you know, in terms of breath work, right, and how to utilize it in our normal day-to-day life, but more so, you know, kind of for everyday Joe's you know what I mean kind of like not something that's designed to be taught to the coaches or in a workshop you know kind of and that I'm like no because like that's awesome that's how I learned it but the people that I work with people that I try to help they're not interested in that you know what I mean like how do I kind of uh, decipher and, and you know take the learnings and the things that I have the very little understanding that I have and then create it and, and, and I guess kind of pass it on in a 
like the people that I work with can be exposed to it, be exposed to it, you know, um, and then how can they then integrate it, you know, kind of into our normal every day to day. Um, and I guess that's, you know, that's the exciting thing because that's a learning in itself too, right? So, you know, ever since starting AIM, it's been more so around how do I, um, uh, how do I, I guess, start to uh, condense, you know, the, the different things that I know or where or I'm learning into like, okay, in a, in, a, in a manner that I can share it with the tribe, you know, in a, in a digestible way. So that's been the biggest learning journey so far in the last couple of years. So like say for an individual walking into aim you know for the first time they're like a new student coming in you know you've got all these areas like that you covered off there like breast work or whether it just be like strength patterns or the other sort of movement stuff yeah i mean how do you start teaching them and bringing them along this process right because there's a lot of things there like people can't it can it probably get quite confusing right just throwing everything at them um for sure at the start how, What's your process in terms of yeah taking in somebody new and working with them? Yeah, that's a really good question because it's something that kind of you know we've worked really hard at and and you know through experience now it's probably one of the best ways or for for us anyway the best way to bring people on uh, into like what we do is through that one on one environment, right? So I talked about that personalized kind of thing. It's like hey you you know. In short, I like to just explain the whole thing. So the, the way we would actually bring people on is a four-week process, right? So we call it a foundation program, but what it actually is, is a four-week interview process, right? Mm -hmm. So basically in this, you know, four weeks on going on a weekly basis, they have to do one one-on-one, right? So that's like, you know, your commitment to us and our commitment to you. It's an opportunity for us to learn about each other, for you to be exposed to a little bit of how we do things and why we do things in a way we get to teach you our terminology, you know, kind of how to assess your own body, you know, kind of, and we get to learn how you coordinate and move and how do you learn, right? And obviously this goes on for four weeks. Um, so in it, you know, we get to kind of, I guess, pull the strings in that, you know, like, okay, if this person's a little bit coordinated, cool, like breathing, bracing, can you marry the breath with the movement? Okay, yeah, that's cool. Like, let's go into this. Can you express it in this particular way? Okay, awesome. Oh, hang on. You had trouble? Let's regress it a little bit. Let's give a little bit more, right? So it's mm. basically kind of, you know, at a pace that individual learns and whatnot, right? And these one-on-ones are designed. So basically the key principles that we try pass on, the three key principles are you know breathing bracing how to hinge the hips and your shoulder stability mm -hmm. right and again there's a big kind of like things right it's like breathing bracing can you you know do simple movements like dead bugs you know kind of can you do a shoulder tap you know can you actually you know not without holding your breath and some people will go like okay we need to strip it right the way back you know it's like okay this is your belly breath this is your chest breath you know that sort of thing versus those people who are a little bit more well versed right so if they kind of you know have been training for some number of years and just need a little bit of you know kind of understanding of how we do things they can be progressed on a little bit quickly but that one-on-one -on -one allows us to do that mm -hmm. right work with an individual at their pace at their capacity then what they also have access to is what we call like a foundation class and a get bent class right so mm -hmm. get bent class first and foremost sounds exactly what it is in the package it's basically like a, a get bent class right it's like a flexibility slash mobility class and we run projects and stuff like that and foundation classes uh basically like joint prep and breaking down of the the techniques on straight arm push pull bent arm push and pull and laying down like the what we call it, the corset type of work so basically like you know technical stuff you know uh 
a space or a class for people to kind of come in and, and do the work on not so glamorous things in a glamorous way, right? You know, like wrist prep, how to hang, what's active, passive, um, starting to kind of you know, get some sort of conditioning done, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but really what it is disguised is, is you know, kind of the, the group dynamics I was talking about before, you know? So it's like they, they you know, the one-on-one is the first thing they have to come and do you know kind of with their coach their teacher uh one-on-one in the environment and then they get access to this group stuff they come in it's a little bit overwhelming like what the fuck are these people doing you know like oh they're doing shoulder fundamentals with a band they're doing wrist prep work they walk around bare feet they hang quite a lot you know so it's it's basically for them to get comfortable in a group environment because obviously you know our tribe are fucking epic right they're like oh shit who are you like welcome like you know this is like you know cool because the way we conduct our classes, you know, kind of is, you know, I think you've been exposed to a little bit of it, you know, kind of is we pair people up, right? So we make people responsible for another human being because for us, a big part of our method is educating people, right? So in a one-on-one environment, we're educating person individually. So you can, you know, at the start, it's like top-down information, right? It's like, here, this is how you do it. Let's experience it. This is why you're doing it. This is how you're doing it, so on. In a class environment, you know, kind of where there's a little bit of a, a, a urgency, right? It's like, cool, this is the work we're going to get done. Okay, this is the time frame that we have. Okay, like, you know, without rushing it, without kind of diluting the quality of the work. Okay, cool. Uh, Fair and Vic, you're going to pair up together, you know? So like, okay, cool, we're going to do this. And, you know, the coach shows why we're doing it, how we're doing it, what are we looking for? And like, Fair, now you're responsible for Vic, right? So like, here I am doing something, let's say a, a ring plank for just, you know, simple stuff, right? Now, does Fair have the balls to say, hey, Vic, uh, your arms are, can you, hey, your shoulders look a little bit funky, you know, like, okay, you know what I mean? Or can you even say anything, mm. right? So it's basically that environment where we encourage people to kind of like communicate a little bit because for us, education is not just regurgitation of information, right? It's like, have you understood it, right? And are you going to apply what we said in a working environment for yourself, but also the people around you? And, you know, there's new people when they come in and when they get help from the other people, not just the coaches, it's like, <sighs> Right. So basically, you know, that happens for four weeks where we get to kind of teach them, you know, kind of through the group environment as well as the personal environment, all these key principles and, you know, what we consider fundamental movements, right? This preparatory work, um, because what that does is over a four, four week process, there's consistency, right? So they have, you know, kind of obviously four one-on-ones a week, but they also have two foundations that won't get bent. So basically up to like four opportunities a week. So like, you know, they can be coming, what is it? for a 12 16 times in a week sorry in a in a month right consistency they see results they're like oh fuck just by doing general mob every day like my wrists are fucking better i can hang a little bit better i'm moving i'm feeling a lot better all this kind of stuff and you know so all those stuff without being intense without being like super hardcore like no one screams here you know kind of only justin bieber plays you know Um, (laughs) know, everybody's you know they, they, they see this massive shift you know so kind of like those you know, the fundamentals, the foundation work, the slow but like controlled and quality work leads to this kind of, you know, epic paradigm shift that you don't have to be like super intense. What it does do is in a very short space of time, it makes people aware of what's not happening. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What they do in a very short space of time, you know, I talked about that awareness piece, they become aware of how not aware they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, shoulder, you know, hanging active passive. Right. It's like hang they people hang for the first time if they're not being, you know, they're not used to hanging. What happens? Like they're like, oh my God, I'm slipping, you know, my fingers, I'm I'm I am i am not strong, you know. But it's like you do that for like, you know, the first week, second week, third week, and you start to kind of like, you know, 
start to do 10, 15, 20 active passives, you start to hang for, you know, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, 50 seconds, whatever it is, that's a huge change. You know what I mean? Kind of, um, but once you kind of like, you know, do that, and then when we start to kind of, you know, lay that into other kind of scenarios, right, where we have to hang on a little bit, right? So, you know, let's say hanging active passive to, let's say, scat pulls or, you know, kind of being able to stabilize your shoulders on the ground in a normal plank or a ring plank to something like shoulder taps where you have to now be a little more dynamic. It's like, cool, that's a different scenario now. <laughs> you know, like you got to be, it's not too hardcore, but like it's a little bit more complex than what you have been doing. But how can you keep applying the principles that you've learned in this scenario? Mm. Right? So people are always being continually kind of upgraded a little bit. You know what I mean? So, you know, people kind of, what is the saying they say? Like, you know, it, it doesn't get easier. You just get better. You know, that's something <laughs> somebody says that, like, you know, that sort of thing. Like, mm. what, but what we do is like, you know, there's an element of that, but there's like, cool. When, when you think you're not making progress, like we just shift sideways a little bit. We just go like, cool, we're using the same stuff, but use it here and see what it feels like. You know, um, let's say from that grip strength, you know, kind of, uh, let's say deadlift. You know, everybody loves a good old deadlift, right? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like lifting in general, like slap weights on. It's like, oh my God, like, you know, I feel like a God. Like, and it shows me how strong I am, but it's like, you can't, you know, tie your shoelaces or you can't hang on to, you know, the, the bar overhead, you know, for a minute. Like, what's the point in, you know, lifting 100 kilos? Do you know what I mean? Um, but we are able to kind of shift sideways, you know, kind of. And I guess um, the modalities that we train people in, it's, we're not tied to one particular thing, you know. And that goes hand in hand with, again, what that individual needs and, and their best way of learning, right? So let's say... Um, you know, coming back to awareness piece, sometimes, you know, to give a person a little bit of a load is actually a better way because they become more kind of aware, right? That it gives them more tactile feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see somebody hinge for the first time and you're like, oh my God, that's like borderline Jefferson curl, you know, kind of, but then, you know, you give them a little bit of play and it's like, oh yeah, you know, kind of like that, that gives them something to feel a little bit, right? I mean, cause we don't have mirrors and stuff like that, but um, you know, so we go in more in the touch and the feel, you know, kind of the, the different way of doing things a little bit. Um, so yeah, I guess kind of uh, when somebody comes in first time, we take them through this, you know, this four week journey, right? And at the end of that four week, basically, you know, they have enough information, even enough data to kind of go like, you know, hey Vic, thank you, but no, thank you, I'm not interested. And that's totally fine. It gives us the same right to say so, you know, the same thing. Um, but if there's something on the other side and it's like, cool, Hey, we can keep doing this. <laughs> you know, we can keep developing at the rate that you want to at the current climate that you're at. Right. And then also what we do is we give people, you know, like, so first of all, you know, we don't do drop-ins as you know, like we don't, you know, like our, our tribe is closed off. Like we, we cap everything. And, um, you know, even our classes, like not everybody's allowed to come to the same classes, right? Your, your coach, your mentor kind of gives you the green card to come to certain things. Um, so what that does is that quality check, that confidence, you know, that trust, and also uh, something to work towards. Do you know what I mean? So you continue like, you know, when you think, you know, that the martial art mentality, the white belt mentality kind of where, you know, you're like, cool, I'm, you know, I'm rocking my foundation, I'm feeling good, you know, and the coach is like, cool, we're like, we need to push those boundaries with those foundation. You know, it's time. Let's do strength and movement, you know, kind of it's, it's a different thing. You know what I mean? Kind of then it's like suddenly like, oh, God, I'm going to be doing some strength and movement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of. Um, so now nah, that's that's basically the journey, you know, for how we take you know, somebody new. Um, but the key thing there is, you know, 
uh, just understanding the, the individual in front of us, basically, you know, kind of how do they learn, what do they want, you know, what's their context? Because we have so many different ways of working and, you know, basically we have to find the best way to communicate with them because at the end of the day, you know, it's up to them, you know, for the, you know, the buy-ins from them, you know, kind of for themselves. Um, so for us, it's just, you know, kind of ways to communicate and also give them that environment, you know, kind of where they can thrive. And how would you describe this type of person that makes it through this process and goes, you know, Hey, Amy's a really good fit maybe from their side and on your side, like what are the specific qualities that you're looking for during this process? And what do you think comes through the door and, and, and you can probably see going like, Oh yeah, like this person's pr- probably going to be a fit because it's, it's sounding like sometimes there are people that are not a good fit as well. Yeah. So, you know, there's three words that I used a little bit earlier on. I kind of learn, play, grow, you know, are they willing to learn? If anybody's willing to learn, like they're a good fit, right? If anybody's willing to play, right? They're like, okay, we're a good fit. You know, if you've got growth mindset, you know, kind of, which is basically, you know, are you willing to learn and play? Cool. Like, you know, we can grow together. You know, that's basically it. So the other side to that would be like, you know, like, Hey dude, uh, I, I see you do, you know, hundreds of kilos of deadlifts. I just want to do fucking deadlifts. Can you just teach me? I'm like, <laughs> No, <laughs> there's somebody else who's far more qualified and better than me who's going to teach you how to lift, you know, 200 plus kilos and probably faster than I am. Like, because that's not what I'm interested in. That's not what this place is about. You know, if somebody comes in like, hey, I want to be able to do handstands, right? And okay, let's go down that rap. You know, it's like, you know, uh, I'm not going to brush people off, right? But obviously, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into like, cool, like, you know, why handstands, da da da, all that kind of malagi, right? But at the end of the day, like, you know, if your shoulders move up to this height, right? It's like, cool, like, we're not going to be doing handstands, right? But also, it's up to me how I break that down for that person, right? It's like, hey, cool, like, we need to open that shoulder up a little bit more, which means we need to get you a little bit more mobile, more stable, more stronger, which is still working towards a handstand. So our first stop in that handstand journey is actually preparing your body to be able to tackle that work. Now, if I get that buy-in, if I can show them this through the first four or five weeks, right, then that buy-in is there. Do you know what I mean? Versus, obviously, like, you know, dude, I've been here for like four weeks, right? And I even haven't gotten to my hands, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, cool, we're probably not going to gel. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. you know, we're very, very strong on, you know, talking about the whys and hows first, you know, kind of, and um, there's that process that, that people get exposed to. And, you know, you can tell straight away, you know, kind of whether, whether this is for them or not. Because um, we purposely go super slow in that first four weeks, that teaching. You know, I talked about the, the pulling, you know, the going, mm. you know, um, because for us, you know, the main thing is that learning, you know, that learn play. This is why the learn comes first, you know, because mm-hmm. like if we're not willing to um, just hold ourselves back a little bit, listen, you know, be willing to learn a little bit and try new things and see how that sits with us or give it an opportunity, then, you know what I mean? There's no progress really. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're pretty shut, shut off and, you know, that's not our style essentially. So we kind of get that kind of, you know, the vibe essentially, you know, in the first four weeks. Um, and, you know, thankfully, like we probably had, I don't know, three in the three to four probably in the you know kind of last two years that you know at the end of four weeks you know where we had to sit down and, and just say look you know when we went on the right fit for you you know mm-hmm. uh but predominantly kind of you know we've been super blessed super lucky people you know who've gone through that process um and that's the only process that we bring people on you know kind of by um we've been pretty blessed you know kind of you know everybody's been you know everybody's fit like a glove you know they've loved it we've loved it you know mm-hmm. kind of so yeah 
Yeah, it sounds very purposely selected, and that's probably why I felt that energy when I was um, when I was up there uh, last year. And you you mentioned something about like this concept of uh, fundamentals preparation. I guess, yeah. Do you think what what is this concept of movement fundamentals? Are there fundamentals? You know, if so, what? How do you define them as? Yeah, cool. I guess kind of, I was having a conversation with another coach, uh, maybe a couple of weeks back, and, uh, you know, it's loosely around this, I guess. And, you know, when I say fundamentals, fundamentals are going to look different uh, for individual to individual, right? And I guess if we were to kind of take a, uh, a blanket approach, you know, kind of as I talked about, you know, the, the key principles, you know, I mean, if people can't apply those key principles and what we consider like, you know, basic fundamental movements. So, um, you know, let's say push up, right? For a lot of people, I mean, fuck, like you go to most places, they're like, cool, let's do a push up test, right? It's like a, it's a standard test, right? You know what I mean? But I know a lot of people who walk through the you know, doors of aim that can't do a proper push up, right? Or who are on a verge of blowing their shoulders because of those push ups, right? Mm. Um, so again, like, is that a fundamental movement? Like, yeah, it's being able to push yourself up, being able to pull yourself up. It's like, it's, it's a basic human, you know, thing, right? It's like, you know, considering, uh, can you sit in a resting squat? You know, can you hang? Like, we consider all these, you know, fundamentals. Um, but again, it depends on the individual in front of us, right? You know, kind of if, you know, we can have a, uh, a 40-year-old, right, who, you know, is, hasn't been active, <laughs> right for most of his life you know what i mean and then like here we are like going like hey sin arresting squat right because that's fundamental like that's that's unfair isn't it you know what i mean kind of like or you know um while everybody's hanging you know full body weight you know for whatever time uh, prescribed time or repetition whatever it is you know if some like if somebody doesn't have the grips it's like whoa you know like we consider hanging fundamental but clearly this isn't a fundamental for this person Mm. do you know what i mean so first and foremost it really depends on the person in front of us mm. right um but then we also need like as i said you know we need something that those people need to work towards or for people to be able to do comfortably well because then that allows us to um work or move forwards into a little bit more complex into a little bit more exciting a little bit more uh fun things right um example right? Let's say locomotion. I know you're a big fan, right? And, you know, so am I, you know, like kind of, and most people who do loco are fucking loco, right? You know, kind of it's, it's, you know, when we looked at it first time, I don't know about you, but, you know, it's like, oh shit, that, that looks cool. That looks funky, you know, like, and, you know, and you dive into the, for the first time and you, you know, you film yourself and you're like, oh my God, I think I'm, I'm flowing right now. And you, and you play that video back, right? And you're like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, was I doing that? You know? Oh, and then, yeah. you know, but we've stuck by it. Right. It's like, you know, we put ourselves out there and like, we keep doing it over and over again, but slowly and gradually we're like, Oh, actually that didn't look half bad. Like, cause I've been practicing and that, that kind of thing. But then you think about people like us who love that sort of stuff, you know, who started, went through that journey. Like we were dedicated in some shape or form. Right. We were inquisitive. Right. But most importantly, we were committed to the process now, you take that same thing, same locomotion, for lack of a better word, right, to like an average Joe, you know, like who's never done wrist prep work, who doesn't know where his right toe is to his left toe, right, kind of who doesn't know, you know, kind of can't hang X, Y, Z. And we're like, this is the ape, you know, this is the crab, this is the low gate stuff, you know, kind of, and it gets a little bit crazy, 
Do you know what I mean? Kind of now, I'm not saying that they can't do that, right? But if that becomes like the norm, like that's a little bit too much. So I guess how can we create an environment where they get a little dosage of everything, right? But mm-hmm. these, what these fundamentals allow us to do is it allows us to kind of center ourselves, right? We're like, hey, cool. Like, how about we start to, you know, sit in a squat at a place that is comfortable for you, right? For this amount of time. And how about we kind of do this a little bit more regularly rather than like for, I don't know, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Like super intense or whatever it is kind of thing. Like, so this gradual, this consistency, you know, and then then being patient is a notion that kind of gets drilled in a little bit early on on people's journey, essentially. Um, So yeah, I guess kind of um, those, those fundamentals for me is basically, you know, something that we do um, that helps us across so many different areas that mm. I can transfer it to, you know, this modality and that modality, right? At the bare minimum, what it does, you know, for those guys who've been doing it for a long period of time or who are consistent or, you know, what we consider, you know, kind of like, oh, of course, that person can do that. It's a little bit of an assessment. It's a little bit of a information tool, right? Kind of, um, so let's, how shall I give you an example? Hang on. Um, so let's say kind of there are things that we do, you know, as I said, the general mobility, for instance, right? Something that we teach is the first thing that we teach anybody. And it's like, you know, your neck, your cat cows, your rotation, your spine, your hip, your wrist prep. And like, we've just kind of, you know, they were like, I don't know how many movements there are. It just evolves with time, right? And, you know, and that's another thing, it evolves, right? Our understanding gets better and, and that sort of thing. But this is just a set of movements that in no particular order, right, kind of we do, um, to give us a little bit of information. Like, you know, you've done a lower body session, you probably do a runner's, you know, lunge and you're like, fuck, I'm a little bit tight today, you know, some other day you may be like, fuck, I feel like I'm loose ass, you know, kind of like, you know, on those days when you feel a little bit restricted, A, you have that information, but B, you can go like, okay, I'm going to do something else here. I'm going to throw a little bit of Cossacks. I'm going to move this particular way. Do you know what I mean? So you start to prepare. Now, this is important. This fundamental, this notion of fundamental is super important, not just in our tribe, not just for our tribe, but I really think for, it should be for most people because what it does is allows us to anchor ourselves, you know, kind of on a daily basis, you know, kind of like whether you're going to do heavy work or a light session or, or whatever it is, you know, you just want to be able to kind of like, you know, be able to create awareness in your own body by doing certain things. Right. And then kind of go like, cool, do I need to control those things? Or am I okay with that? You know, before, do you know what I mean? Um, but also on a long-term basis, you know, being consistent with this fundamental, what it does is it improves the quality of the work, quality of the movement over time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I guess kind of that's where the, the notion of the, you know, doing fundamentals comes from, you know, kind of, um, yeah. Yeah, I like it. So it, it sounds like this is like a contextual and growing list that's specific to the individual, right? Like, because um, sometimes, you know, the, uh, they're sometimes thrown around, like you said, like uh, the squat is a fundamental pattern or the hanging is a fundamental pattern. Um, and like you said, I, I like how you put it out. It's like, okay, they're, you're trying to just teach them more toolkits to bring awareness back to the body so that when they are in their natural context, in their life, doing their, the activities that they love, right? That this can be a bit more of an extra check-in. So they go, oh, okay. Like actually I've been ignoring my knee, but actually my knee's really hurting. Maybe like I should do something uh, about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, I guess to give it a better context, right? I'm not talking about um, amazing coaches or like practitioners, right? Who are dedicated to doing certain things, right? 
if you're if you're about, uh, sorry, if you're practicing hand balancing four or five times a day, or sorry, four or five times a week, there's no reason to do fucking glute activation work, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, you know, it's like, why do I need to do my, my hip stuff right now? Or, you know, that sort of kind of notion comes into play, right? I'm talking about, you know, like gem pop. I'm talking about day-to-day people. Like I'm talking about the context, you know, these people uh, who we help and serve, right you know kind of uh basically in livelihood i'm talking about these people like how do we educate these people how do we you know give them stuff that they can take more ownership off mm. you know what i mean and we do that through different modalities right we do weight training but you know we don't do weight training then hand balancing and then mobility and a fucking gymnastics and whatever all in the same time like we can't build and work on everything at the same time mm. And again, that process that we have for people, it's like, you know, when people have been with us long enough, right? So when they start that journey, let's say that for the four weeks or whatever, right? They continue that learning, right? So it's not like, you know, four weeks happen and they go like, cool, I can, I can do all of these things amazing, right? But they have some sort of an idea, like maybe eight to 12 weeks down the line. So maybe kind of, you know, three months down the line, they're like, hey, actually, like I was never interested in handstand or um, uh, having done a little bit of lift work here, like I'd actually like to kind of, you know, go down that rabbit hole a little bit more awesome let's do that cool you know mm-hmm. so now we have like a north side to work towards does that make sense you know kind of and it's like okay cool so here are the tools that we need you know and we start to arm them with that you know kind of like okay cool you've learned that in your squads your personal work how about we double down by coming into the classes because we can work on those projects over there right so now we start to kind of direct people you know in different in different scenarios right um but there may be cases where you know somebody's chasing something really hard Right. So an example, let's say, uh, let's move away from handstand because we talked about handstand so much. Let's say muscle up. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, be like, I want my first muscle up. So, you know, it's like a lot of pull, right? It's like ring conditioning. I'm doing everything fucking, you know, like that. I, I, I dream about muscle up, you know, I wake up with, you know, hands in false width, you know, kind of, uh, and then people can get tied so heavily, right. Into chasing something so hard that, you know, we, as you know as teachers as coaches you know kind of as we go like cool let's move away from that for a little while let's just take your mind off right and it sounds like contradicting right because you know if it's like me saying to let's say you you know like hey enough loco right let's let's put that in the fucking back work for the time being let's kind of go and like just explore some other stuff let's look after our like you know ourselves in a completely different way Mm. right and it sounds mad right but what we've found is what it does is it gives them a little bit of a space away, right? So a little bit of tensions down, it gives them a little bit of time to recoup, right? But also an opportunity to explore different avenues and re- remind them of, so, you know, remind themselves of other things that are out there, um, but maybe also do things outside so they can, when they come back to the main project, they can actually bring some more, right? So again, it depends on the individual and the context, but, um, but yeah, kind of, uh, this, this process, you know, kind of um, allows us to elevate people. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's an interesting one. <laughs> so, so how do you accommodate um, for these uh, individual goals? Like you mentioned, like people sometimes come in and they, they do want to do the handstand or they, they do want to do their muscle up or deadlift like X amount of uh, kilos, but they come to a group class, right? Where you're also accommodating for the group, right? There's, there's the group work and everyone's doing the group work. Um, maybe explain the balance of how you, how, yeah, how you can accommodate for both the group and the individual 
in that way. Yeah, cool. So first and foremost, what happens, you know, before we go down this rabbit hole, like, you know, we talk about personalized work. So like people who are committed, to, like people at Aang, they have minimum of once a week where they work on their personal project, meaning like they work on their wants and needs. So let's say, you know, you come to us and be like, cool, I want to work on a muscle up. So there's one session, squad session, a private session, whatever it is. So squad session is basically four on one and, you know, private is one on one. Uh, our group classes are limited to 12 on one coach or 16 on two coaches. So we cap our classes at 16 or 12. Um, so uh, basically, you know, once a week, you're definitely working on your projects, right? So like, you know, your personal wants and needs. And then we probably have another class where you can come and complement that. Does that make sense? So like, you know, when you sit down with your mentor, like, you know, we could be like, cool. So this is what you want to work on. So this is what we're going to do in a squad. Let's look at the timetable and where we can marry that, you know? So you want to work on muscle ups. Cool. Like, you know, we'll do that. Let's say on Monday squad, uh, Tuesday evening, there's a strength movement, you know, kind of, or foundation, which will help you, you know, so this will help you indirectly, you know, kind of like being able to support whole for time and doing this, like, you know, kind of joint prep type of work. It will help you long-term, but also help you with the project that you want to work on. Hey, actually there's a project for muscle up happening on Thursday morning. Like to come to that too, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe give the lift a miss for next six weeks, right? Like let's conserve some energy, you know, like, yeah. uh, look, you know, how about we also create some flexibility in your week? Like, you know, the get Ben has, you know, middle split happening there so you know kind of like you can come and call, you know kind of work on that background too that could be like on your rest day right so like you can give your upper body complete rest and you can if you have time and energy you should come to you know kind of come to that class too and you know when i say class like you know commit to the project that way kind of we're growing people not on just the main project obviously we have to do the work people want to do right so you know kind of we want to be pushing people towards um, where they want to go but we also want to arm them with things you know on the side you know kind of that they may not know yet or they may they may need a little bit later on does that make sense and yeah. that's how we help people um so you know I, I i talked about this notion of like people get invited to classes they get you know kind of like it's like cool yeah we go over here and that you know you're not ready yet we need to kind of be able to do this a little bit uh and recently since you know when i say recently as of monday <laughs> we've changed the approach, you know, kind of, so, you know, in the past, what we, you know, for two years, we've had like 17 classes, I think 14 different programs, mm-hmm. right? Sounds hectic because it is hectic, mm-hmm. but it just seems to work for us, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Like, it's like 17 different classes, like we had basically 14 different projects, think about it that way, right? Um, and then, you know, individuals kind of fit into that, you know, kind of, uh, but the new way we've kind of gone about is very, very simple. We kept everything lean because one of the biggest learning from COVID and going things virtually was one of the great things anyway, was um, the, the ownership of the work that people took, right? So we were doing a lot of, you know, virtual coaching as well as uh, virtual programming, something, you know, very new to us, but a big part of all this was, you know, kind of uh, video submissions like homeworks, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. we can give as much feedback as possible, but, what happened was, uh, you know, apart from people getting Spielberg uh, experience, right, of filming themselves and different angles and different lights and that kind of stuff, they actually kind of started to go like, oh, shit, I thought I was not, oh, that, oh. they started to learn about themselves in a different way. Mm. You know, and they were kind of, people made more gains by training less, but more potent, mm. right? So we were like, oh, shit, okay, cool. So what we're going to do when we come back is actually kind of make more potent work, right? And, you know, kind of, we need flexibility. That's the first thing, right? Because it's weird times, you know, people are different scenarios, different contexts for people, right? Um, so, yeah, we need to change things, you know, like we went where we were, you know, come, you know, kind of January, February when our roof flew off the studio, right? You know, pre-COVID. Um, 
And so we're like moving back into the studio. We're like, okay, cool. We need to change things. So one of the things we've kind of instilled, you know, and, and the great things of the COVID allowed us to do this was we've actually opened up, you know, personal project times. So to add to the flexibility, not only do they have their personal work, not only do they have their kind of the dedicated classes, but now they have set time and space where they can come in and do the work they want to and need to. Right. So this is another opportunity to come and work on a certain project that you want to work on. So let's say it could be a handstand program. Uh, it could be like, hey, cool. Like Monday was a write out because, you know, like I had meetings, you know, I, I work international times. I was on calls since early morning and couldn't make Monday whatsoever. Cool. Monday's a lift day. Actually, I'm going to do that on open project time on Thursday or Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and there'll be still a coach here. They'll still, I can still ask questions. I can still be guided. Um, but in classes, you know, kind of what we've done is, um, uh, like strength and movement, for instance, we've kind of evolved it to more of a hybrid. So we've got an hour and a half, 90-minute session, right? And the reason and the thinking behind that was, um, well, you know, a lot of people are deconditioned, right? You know, kind of they're going to be not where they're at. You know, a lot of people didn't have the tools or resources over the last, you know, four or five months, you know, kind of to work on certain elements. There's no way we're going to ask them to even condition in a certain way. So what we've done is we created a longer time to be able to then kind of, you know, hone down, focus, um, and allow people to rest enough, you know what I mean? And, and, and do quality work across that time where we can build it out over the time so we can progressive overload. So for the next three, four weeks, we're going to be patterning things up in both lift and strength and movement. Um, and then over the course of the, the coming, you know, kind of months, we're going to, you know, hopefully no lockdown involved, um, you know, kind of, uh, we can start to then progress them into like little strength phases and da 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 da, da right, which becomes a little bit easier. Um, so yeah, there's, you know, there's always like thinking to the madness, right? But that's how the individuals can fit into it, right? The cool thing is with these sessions, you know, um, we still individualize uh, for them. So an example, like let's say in a lift class, you know, it's not like everybody's doing the same thing, right? So, you know, I talked about that pattern, stability, and strength. So, uh, you know, anywhere from four weeks to 12 week, you know, old, right? Person could be working on the patterning. So lightweights, they're doing temple work, da, 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 da. You know, a six month to a two year old, right? You know, been with us for that long time. Could be working a strength phase on a deadlift. Does that make sense? So even in a class, we're not doing, not everybody's doing the same thing, mm, mm. right? The only thing that we do similar is the team prep work, right? So, and again, the prep work, then as we go down, you know, how we do the joint care work, like, you know, let's say for, you know, lift stuff, let's say we look at the, the hip joint, you know, kind of isometrics, that, that kind of stuff. We start to prep with the fundamental movements and then the breath work, all this kind of stuff. Then the prep work, the priming works has to kind of then differentiate a little bit depending on what patterns you're hitting and then the complete work is boom, another thing. Hmm. So that makes sense, you know, kind of, uh, uh, and, you know, again, it sounds super hectic, but having two coaches there, having everybody on the same wavelength and everybody understanding their context and the intent of the work in the class because of the personal or the squad work allows us to, again, elevate our work. Hmm. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. And it's got me leading into more, more questions as, as, as always, um, okay. because, yeah, I, I guess, you know, thinking about how you, it sounds like the way you run classes is all, it's very intentional, right? Like 
the whole design of it um, from the moment someone steps in, like you've, you've got this, this structure there. Um, but then these outer structures as well outside of class, which are also helping define like, or find out more about this, these people's context and then giving them the space to allow them to inject into the, uh, that, that work into, into the space as well. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe like, would you be able to take us through, like you, you mentioned like strength and movement class, right? Like how would that actually look like for, for a participant? Like you mentioned there's some like cool. preparatory work then afterwards, but mm. yeah, maybe take us. So, it's funny because I've got this really movement program just written up on the board in front of me right now. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you the new format at the time being. So like I laid the context down. So we've just come back into the space after six months of not being here. Uh, we've just expanded the time to 90 minutes and the strength of movement. We've just kind of redesigned it a little bit in that it's more of a hybrid session where we kind of do a little bit foundation, a little bit get bent and strength of movement kind of in there as well. So, you know, the session will always start with some sort of kind of joint prep type of work. So in this case, we've got like some hovers for shoulders because obviously strength and movement, we do mostly like, let's say upper body bias, you know, kind of because obviously the lift looks after the lower body. We do a little bit lower body strength and movement, but it's mostly body weight. Um, so, you know, joint prep, wrist prep, you know, kind of, uh, we've got banded shoulders, elbow dowels, prepare our joints, you know, elbows, like everything you can think of. You know, bear in mind, this is 5.30 a.m. in the morning till seven o'clock in the morning too, right? So it's like hour and a half session. Um, there's obviously a little bit of play involved. That's the first thing, sorry, just to wake people up, get people moving a little bit, you know, kind of get out of their, you know, change the state, you know what I mean? Um, that's always fun. And then we go to the, the prep work, right? Um, uh, today we had just, what was it? I'm going to literally read the program out for you. So hopefully this makes sense. We had all the prep work. Then we had walking Cossacks, tabletops, and hanging reverse grip, two sets. So like just kind of starting to kind of move the body, you know, starting to load the joints up. There's a lot of, uh, we have the metronome going on in the background, you know, so, you know, people know the time. Like when we say two seconds, it means two seconds. It is not one, two, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then uh, what we've decided to do for the first three weeks is I'm talking about the patterning. Um, we're leaning more towards conditioning the, fu the, the fundamentals. So in this case, you know, we're doing things like, uh, like weighted shoulder extension um, and box straddles. We've got support holds scat push-ups, sliding dragons. So we do this like, you know, uh, three movements, three sets, three movements, three sets, mm. right? And it's, it's a little bit like dictated because, you know, we want this to be done at a pace. So the first set's a little bit like, hey guys, this is how we're doing it. Cool, this is how, you know, da 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 all right? And then second hits, third hits, right? Again, you know, we come to the second one currently, uh, the second work, so it's like simple hold, hanging next to passive five by five seconds, sliding dragons for, for each side. So again, it's like first set's like, cool, let's take it a little bit easy. Okay, second, hit it, third, hit it, all right? And then we get to like, let's say a strength block. So today's strength block, we just kind of time box that for 20 minutes, right? And it was very, very straightforward. It was uh, push-ups, eccentric okay so you know five second eccentric or dips so you know bent arm push vertical or horizontal depending on who you are and like you know what, what you're working on uh wait sorry what your capacity is and then we had a straight arm pull we coupled that with which was a scat pull right and it was basically four times three second holds now again scat pull like you know it looks super different on different people right again are you following the principle what's the context do you know what I mean? Like, you know, is it assisted? You know, are you working on the patterning? Are you working on the stability? Are you just working on strength? Mm. Then, you know, what that allows us to do. So again, we never kind of really for strength work, uh, just like the way we would work. Um, uh, we don't, not like lift where we don't kind of go like, you got to hit five by five kind of thing. We just open the space up in a group environment for time because we want people to also understand and take ownership of nurturing their own energy 
Mm. right? So kind of like, you know, how much rest do you need to have? You know, like the first couple of sets, you may need like a little less, but then as you start to come to the back end, you know, you're going to burn out if you keep going or the quality work's going to be very diluted, right? We also want people to understand that a little bit. And often what happens is, you know, obviously COVID times are very different. You know, people are kind of working, you know, we've got small numbers and, you know, coaches manage that. But normally what happens is we pair people up. So it's, you know, that work ratio, someone keeps each other, you know, there's always somebody holding you accountable, like right in your face kind of thing. Um, and we married that with box dragon squat. So we had like three movements, you know, in strength block and then finishing with like a little bit of shoulder prehab work um, with wire raises stuff like that and then we kind of you know if we have time we finish a down regulation mm. so that was like the strength and movement today you know kind of so um yeah so kind of you know in in, in summary basically kind of it's it's encompassing you know kind of a little bit of like longevity work with a little bit of you know burst of like strength work in there um again that strength work looks very, very different on different individuals currently mm. i like that yeah. um addition of the timer and then putting the onus of responsibility on on the people to t- determine like their work and their capacity right as well because everyone's i'm very used to as well like being told uh oh, this is the amount of reps this is the amount of sets that that you that you need to do but this kind of puts a bit of a different flavor on it yeah and you know for, especially for strength and movement uh, not so much for lift but strength and movement surely like you know kind of um you know, we have everybody track the numbers, you know, on board, first of all, like, you know, their reps and whatever, they have the rep option, you know, so if, let's say push up, it says in the board, like, you know, four to six, you know, sorry, four to six reps, five second eccentric, you know, and the concentric doesn't need to happen if you don't have the concentric or dips is two to five reps, depending on where you are, again, quality reps, you know, um, and then, as you know, probably we haven't mentioned, you know, one thing, like we get people to journal, <laughs> right so that's another power thing you know like the, the part of that ownership is actually like understanding like writing shit down and again when people actually start this first you know kind of like it's never cool right it's like uh why should we do this shit you know it's like uh committing to the process <laughs> you know what i mean when you have to like again pre-covid times it was just it was beautiful that you know at the end of the session you take a little bit of ownership and and kind of uh, are able to kind of reflect on the work that you've just done with your peers Right, because everybody's surrounded by the board. It's like, cool, that's what I did. You know, this is that. This is my numbers. Um, what did I do last week? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Right, um, like we do have, you know, a software like kind of that, you know, kind of um, a platform like Team Builder that does uh, tracking and stuff like that that we're moving towards. But we're still keeping the journal to kind of write down, or we are going to be doing like wind block focuses. Right. So what we're kind of doing is now like, yes, we still keep track of the numbers and stuff like that more electronically because it's just better, it's easier, safer. Um, but we'll still kind of keep the, the handwritten journaling um, as part of the practice, but it's going to get evolved to just writing three things. You know, what was the win for the session? What was the block for the session? If you had any, and what's the focus for the next session? Mm. That way we can kind of take everybody through like a monthly reflection process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really important point to touch on as well, because as you mentioned, that's you walk into probably most other gyms, right. And they're not going to expect you to, have a journaling practice or I know you mentioned before, like the pairing up with a mentor and like you're using all this terminology, like squad tribe. Yeah. This, this organizational design sounds like so much more intentional than I, than I think that I've ever been exposed to in any other place. Um, You know, and, and, and I'll be honest, you know, kind of, and when I sit down with people for the first time, as you know i've spoken to them for let's say anywhere between 20 to 20 minutes to an hour you know i would say you know as you can see as a business we don't make it easy on ourselves <laughs> <laughs> right it's like what the fuck is he speaking about like you got to do this you, gotta, you know like it's just it's just a, a massive thing and you know so when people call up and be like hey 
how much and what do you do? You know, it's like, ah, uh, how about you come down and I explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, is that how it goes? Like normally if someone is sort of like, maybe they've seen you on Instagram, something doing handstand or deadlift, you know, and as, as you mentioned before, like maybe some people just want, want that, right. Or, or that, that sort of gets them in and then they shoot you a message and be like, ah, oh, like I want to come down or, I want to find out what you do. Like what's the pitch or how do you just, how do you, how do you do, how do you package it up to that person? So, you know, first and foremost, we are super lucky in that, you know, that everything that we put out there obviously is genuine, authentic, you know, kind of, and obviously people reach out after they've been following us for a little while or kind of, you know, when they've known for a little, you know, known us for a little while was come in and just kind of you know they just they just don't know what what actually happens on the inside right so that's an easy conversation it's just like the conversation we're having you know it's pretty straightforward um and you know it's just a just a case of explaining explaining you know kind of uh however those people who you know kind of uh, haven't heard about aim and it just happened to come across you know kind of those are the fun ones because you know to me those are the fun ones because um that's like starting a relationship all over again because you know to me i don't even speak about aim or what is it that we do you know kind of they come into the space you know kind of they're like what is this adult playground you know kind of like what are these things where are the machines you know kind of uh and first and foremost for me the most important thing is just getting a better understanding of who they are you know and what is it actually looking for and a little bit about themselves um because, you know, from there, then I have enough to, I guess, then kind of, you know, talk about who we are, you know, kind of, and, and what is it that we actually do and, and how is it we do it and, you know, why is it that we do it? Uh, and, you know, if that's just with that person and we talk about that four-week journey, you know, kind of it's pretty straightforward, you know, um, and I say to them, you know, kind of, you know, we don't know what we don't know, you know, kind of, and whether you want to go here or there, whatever it is, this four-week commitment is a great way to start this relationship because it will give you information you know, kind of, of who we truly are. And it will allow us to kind of connect with you at a whole different level to see whether we can actually help you or not. And if there's not something on the other side, we can definitely explore and we can go down that rabbit hole. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's how that relationship gets started. Mm. Well, one thing I wanted to ask as well is, um, you know, you mentioned that people start off with foundational, um, get bent, and then I'm assuming afterwards, and they're these lift classes, strength and movement classes. Um, but uh, looking at some of the work that I've seen you do with um, with the group, like you've had this like parkour project and locomotion project and other things like that. How do you start integrating all this like, yeah, other stuff into the mix? Yeah, that's cool. So, you know, as we, as we both know, um, you know, people love party tricks, you know, kind of, and that's how people get engaged. That's how people kind of, you know, see it. Right. And they soon realize once they come into aim that like, if we throw them at a deep end, they're not going to survive, <laughs> right? So this is why we had that heavy focus on other, you know, this you know, foundation, da, 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 all that element kind of thing. And, you know, most people that we have are people who have, um, you know, day-to-day people, right? So, you know, their, their daily job, their daily, you know, work and family affairs. Um, you know, there are a handful of people who have their own passions like climbing, jiu-jitsu, yoga, and this kind of stuff, right? So their own ways of being able to express. So whatever they get out of AIM, you know, kind of allows them to uh, do what they love, you know, for a long period of time to come because they get to practice and work things in a way that they don't get from their own discipline or practice. Yeah. So that's cool. Okay. That small amount of people have that, you know, that, you know, their passion and hobby, whatever that may be. But then for majority of other people, 
like aim is the main thing. They're here like five, six days a week, right? And they work on, you know, this thing called strength and movements and they're here. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm getting bendy. I'm getting strong and I can do, you know, I can hold on thing. So to me, I need, you know, this is a little bit selfish maybe, but to me, like, you know, I have these move projects, you know, kind of that are, you know, planned and, you know, kind of implemented an aim whereby it's just a, an opportunity for people to, um, it's an opportunity or environment for people to then express everything they've worked on. Right. So when I, you know, I, you know, as you know, like I got Jacko to come and do locomotion. Right. And, you know, I get somebody in to kind of give us a workshop or a masterclass. That's only for our tribe. Right. And it's like, again, foundation stuff, right. It's not like the, the cool, like flowy, like scary looking, like the wow stuff. Right. It's like, cool. This is how you do it. This is why we're doing it. Da, da, da. And then what that allows me to do then is like, cool. Hey guys, for the next two months, we're going to just focus on this thing. Like once a week, this is going to be a way to kind of, you know, all that risk prep for that work that you've been doing, you know, like this is going to give a little bit more meaning than just your handstand work or your hanging work. Like we're going to be able to move in this particular way, you know, a parkour, like dude, uh, you can bend this much, uh, you've been able to lift this much, but you can't fucking balance on one leg. You know, you're too scared to jump from A to B. You know, like, well, how do you jump? You know, how do you swing from here? Like, and that opens up a whole different playful kind of thing where people get the, the environment to come and explay, uh, explore or play. Um, and that's super important to me because, you know, it, it, you know, sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a miss, I'll be honest, right? Because let's say, you know, jiu-jitsu, I love jiu-jitsu, right? Kind of, uh, you know, when we had jiu-jitsu as a project, you know, kind of, it was, it was pretty <laughs> cool for me, but it's pretty funky in that, you know, there were a lot more females who were kind of comfortable doing it, right? There were more females doing it than males, right? Uh, but even that, you know, you're like, oh God, that's somebody else sweating on me, you know? Like, it's like... You, it's, it's uncomfortable, right? But the whole idea of the project was like, you know, this is about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. You know, can you, you know, can you allow somebody else to put you in a difficult situation? <laughs> you know, can you put somebody else in a difficult situation? Are you prepared to do that? You know, what does it feel like? That sort of thing. Like, you know, it's an experiential learning. So this move classes, these move projects are exactly that. It's an opportunity, an environment for people to explore uh, and expand, you know, kind of uh, their physical vocabulary. They actually apply it to a given context or a discipline. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's... Um... I like this term of expression, right? Like you, you're doing this work and you're making your body or your, uh, yeah, your, your body robust. And, but then one step apart from that is like, okay, like what are you going to do with it? How are you going to express that? And then from that, you kind of get more joy from your body as well. Right. Because then you're like, Oh, like I could, maybe I couldn't do that before, but now I'm stepping into this and I can do that. Yeah. And you know, and <laughs> And sometimes it could be even more simpler than that, right? Sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, uh, I've seen, you know, Faon do this locomotion kind of thing, but I didn't know really how to start, where to start, you know, kind of, and I know I've been kind of doing some of the stuff that he's been teaching me, but like now there's like, okay, hey, this is a, you know, this is a journey. Let's, let's start this, you know, and see how this happens. And, you know, every single time we start these projects, um, again, depending on what it is, you know, the energy is super high, right? And again, what happens is like, you know, people like either get really excited, right? And they're like, you know, I'm going to commit to this. This looks fun, you know, kind of. And then they start to realize that obviously there's this little, you know, kind of uh, a little curve, right? Where you're like, oh, it's awesome. And this is something new. It's exciting. And then it's like, oh, fuck, this requires work and a little bit of focus. And that's when it starts to plateau off a little bit, maybe even drops off. Right. And that's what I mean by kind of hitting and miss because, you know, these people didn't come here for parkour. These people didn't come here for jujitsu 
a commotion or whatever it is. This is just a way, an avenue for them to, as I say, like expand on the physical vocabulary. So it's already up to the team, the coaches, the, the family here to kind of be like, hey guys, like let's, let's be more playful. Let's see what we can do. You know what I mean? And if it sits well, you know, if it doesn't sit well for most people, cool right and no no skin loss because they're still getting what they want and need out of this place right that we're still working towards the intention but you know if someone goes like oh actually jiu-jitsu was pretty cool or like parkour that was fun i'm gonna i'm gonna do that outside like you know that's a massive win mm. right um but also you know that allows us to kind of give a little bit more purpose right it's more intentional and again and it just ties into a whole different element you know kind of um yeah and how do you determine what the next move project is? Do you put it on the table as a group vote or? I, I tried that. Um, but I think generally what kind of I found was um, something that, you know, I'm passionate myself about or I'm exploring myself, right? That I'm like, oh, this is fun for Vic. You know, selfishly again, I'd be like, maybe the tribe wants to do this. Or like maybe I want to share this with my tribe. You know what I mean? So I guess a little bit selfish in that regard. Um, but then there are also things that, you know, kind of um especially kind of, you know, so like bringing Jacko down, bringing Sean down for parkour, being able to actually learn first and foremost with my peers, you know, kind of like it's it's pretty awesome, you know, kind of and um uh, what's even more awesome. And I think, you know, you, you experienced this a little bit last year when you came in, you know, kind of uh, for the handstand, you know, class kind of mm-hmm. thing where teachers coming in or outsiders coming in as well, like, you know, uh, other leaders coming in the space, when they take our tribe on, like, it's a little bit like people get taken back, you know, because our tribe is so willing, you know, to learn and, and they're prepared and, and they listen and they're putting the work in. And, and to me, to be able to kind of sit back and, and, and you know, kind of go off and, and look at these things, bring these opportunities together, like, it's really exciting. You know what I mean? Um, but again, selfishly, what I really get from, you know, kind of that scenario is I actually get to learn how other leaders lead and, and you know, teach and, and that sort of thing. Um, so again, like I'm upgrading, you know, my, uh, you know, my craft essentially. Does that make sense? You know, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not going to copy that. I'm not going to expose the kind of thing, but to even draw inspiration, to be able to have somebody in the same environment or to be in someone else's environment, to kind of watch them, you know, uh, go about doing, you know, what they do best. Uh, it's, it's fucking awesome. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? To be part of that. Um, yeah. I guess the last bit that I wanted to touch on that you've just brought up there with uh, the invitation of other coaches into the space is, um, is AIM Academy. Um, which uh, I've been a pleasure to be a part of as well. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe do you just want to explain a little bit more about what AM Academy is and what your what your vision is there? So I guess kind of, you know, going back to the start of this conversation when I talked about, you know, what, what happened for me, you know, when I first started out, you know, it was like working in isolation, trying to figure shit out by myself, going away studying and, you know, taking yoinks to decipher then to experiment in xyz right basically i wanted to create something that i wished i had when i you know came out 10 years ago you know as a coach you know basically to be part of something that i was able to ask questions to be able to uh uh you know work on projects you know kind of you know development work you know kind of professional development work that all that kind of stuff um but just to be surrounded by peers you know who i can draw inspiration from have conversations with um yeah and kind of bounce ideas from not just in a like a uh, uh you know not just through words and 
you know, kind of like verbal communication, you know, like through a physical experience too, you know, kind of like the experience you're learning together in the same space and environment. So I guess that's what AIM Academy is in a way, you know, kind of it's, um, it's, it's a container for people who want to learn, you know, kind of, and, you know, who want to contribute, um, you know, by either sharing or, you know, raising questions or, you know, perspectives or whatever it is. Um, my vision for it, it's, uh, you know, it's evolved, you know, kind of, and it's, it's still evolving, I guess. But um, uh, basically, I wanted to be like a cohort of, you know, leaders, you know, kind of who are willing to uh, open their doors, you know, kind of, you know, ask questions, do the work. Um, but I guess kind of, uh, most importantly, just share, you know, kind of like, again, go back to that learn, play, grow kind of thing, you know, um, you know, this learning mindset, you know, this playing, you know, we want to be sorry about, you know, like-minded people and that sort of thing. Um, but again, that growth is the most important thing, uh, I think, for coaches, you know, and that growth comes in a very different way because everybody learns in a different way, everybody plays in a different way. Um, and that contribution bit, you know, so the last year of having this kind of group, you know, it's evolved, you know, kind of um, in that, you know, I had one headspace when I started it, you know, kind of and over the time, as the time is gone, I've realized kind of like, okay, kind of, you know, a little bit like our tribe, you know, there are different individuals who work in a different way. And, and you know, again, it's a hard thing, but uh, and that's why it's, you know, evolving still, like we haven't quite figured out, you know, kind of like what's the, what's the best way to kind of approach this. Um, yeah, but for the time being, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, there's a physical practice to the coaches. So we have coaches come into the, you know, kind of our space and, you know, kind of we work together uh, and that's going to be changing pretty soon. And we're going to evolve that, um, which is super exciting. Um, and yeah, the online stuff, you know, there's been more like leadership type of work happening there, you know, kind of to be able to kind of essentially work on their, you know, art, you know, kind of science of coaching essentially. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening behind the scenes at the moment, but, you know, kind of with the, with the AMI Academy, um, you know, we're going to have the art and coaching events again, which I'm super excited about to kind of bring, you know, kind of some absolute animals across um, here in Sydney. And hopefully you'll kind of come and join us too. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. I really enjoyed the last um, the last event, and looking forward to the to the next one. So, yeah, I mean that sort of just leads into just uh, I guess for aim in general as well. For I know you've had a pretty rough six six months, and for all those listeners um, out there, uh, Vic on his birthday earlier this year had the. Uh, the best or the worst type of birthday present uh, that happened, which was when the um, the roof of his studio blew off uh, and then the whole COVID thing happened. And I've seen you go from, yeah, I guess uh, that strength to strength to get it all back and running again. Um, and I guess now you're back in first week, I guess what's on the cards now of where you want to take it in this uh, near future. Mm, I guess kind of, you know, where as I said to the tribe two weeks ago, you know, when we had him, as part, you know, in this empty shell of a building uh, two weeks ago, like, you know, it's really about the rebuild of the next kind of, uh, you know, four or five months um, in that, you know, we, we redesign the whole way of doing things because we have to, you know, obviously the reality is COVID is still here. It's very real and we need to kind of, you know, we all need to play a role, you know, kind of a part in it, you know, to kind of obviously keep not just ourselves safe, but those other people around us that we, you know, love and care for. Uh, that's the first thing. And, you know, a big part of this rebuild is, um, uh, you know, getting our, you know, not just a physical, but mental, emotional state, you know, right as well, you know, that we've basically kind of, you know, have something that's been taken away from us over the last, you know, four or five months, you know, and that doesn't happen overnight. It's going to be a process, um, you know, and 
uh, there's going to be a lot of learning that's going to happen uh, over the next, you know, kind of three to four months, right? This whole year has been learning massive, massive learning curves so far. Um, but, you know, the, the comfort here is, I guess, you know, we have the, the past experience to kind of, you know, lean on a little bit, you know, kind of, uh, but it's really about carving, uh, carving our own way again, you know, kind of, it's not so much kind of reinventing the whole wheel, but, um, you know, it's kind of like modifying a little bit. And, uh, you know, for us, um, it's not starting from scratch, you know, kind of, it's more so kind of, you know, starting together uh, towards something bigger, you know, kind of than what, you know, AIM 1.0 was. Um, and that's a really, really exciting, you know, proposition. And um, yeah, man, kind of, uh, you know, for us, you know, we could just, you know, gone from not having a studio to moving out to somebody, you know, interim location to kind of suddenly pivot to virtual to then kind of like, you know, having the rebuilds and then now we're here. Uh, I think, you know, we've said to ourselves and the whole tribe, you know, this this next couple of weeks is just kind of like, hey, let's just get back in here, you know, kind of, and then just, just find our feet, you know, kind of, uh, and frankly, you know, first couple of days was like being that kid at, you know, a new school, you know, on the first day, it's like, where do I stand? Who would I speak to? What can I touch? What can I, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but we're finding our rhythm, which is cool. Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, Long story short, obviously, rebuild is the main theme, um, and uh, that's where we're going to be heading for the next, you know, three to four months. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to see what what comes out, especially with um, you back in inside the physical home, right? So, uh, I'll keep an eye out, and for anyone who's interested as well, I'll drop it in the show notes as to where you can get into um, where you can find AIM. But um, I guess for yeah, if anyone wants it to personally reach out to you Vic as well if they had any questions uh, following you know hearing this chat what would be the best way uh, man straightforward you know kind of you can DM me on Insta or the best place would be you know kind of uh, uh, Facebook our business page Anatomy in Motion you know kind of just reach out one of our office magician aka Sarah uh, my partner she will uh, you know just hook us up kind of say everything you know so yeah those are the two best places Awesome, Vic. Well, thanks so much for your time. It was a really great rundown of all the work that you're doing over at AIM. And um, yeah, I think really uh, explain, explained a bit more, I guess, to that feeling that I felt last year. So uh, thanks for jumping on. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. I love it. Thank you, brother. And that's it. That's Vic Corksley. Thanks so much for joining me for that one, episode 20, really special one for me. And thanks to Vic for jumping on. Thanks to you for listening and staying on. If you have any questions, as always, you can reach me on Instagram at Fayonp. That's at P-H-A-O-N-P. And if you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. I'll be back with more. I'm excited to bring them to you. I'll catch you guys on the next episode.